0: Combo Nation, we're a go-mo, man. Let's get into the show. Combo Nation, what up? What up? What up, everyone? Welcome to episode 266 of Combo's Court, and I am Combo. Don't forget to rate, review, and punch down on that subscribe button. You know what? Pause this episode. Get all that done for me. Rate, review, and punch down on that subscribe button. Also, if you would like to support this podcast, if you enjoy this podcast, check out the Combos Court Patreon page. There you can receive bonus content, man. That's right. Extra episodes of Combos Court. There's a tier for that. There's also another tier just to support. Um, And appreciate the continued support across the globe. We here at Combos Court really appreciate you all. Another way to support is share this episode, man. Share it with a friend. Share it on social media, whether it may be Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn. Wherever you're on social media, share this episode. And of course, share it with a friend. Tell a friend to tell a friend about Combo's Court Podcast. Today's show, Max Van Auken of the MVP Podcast, host of the MVP Podcast, joins in to break down the Floyd Mayweather-Paul Brothers situation. We also discussed Jay Cole to the BAL Basketball League in Africa. And Max and myself chime in, give our thoughts on the load management discussion. Just a great conversation with Max. You could find Max on Twitter at Max underscore Van underscore aukin That's M-A-X underscore V-A-N underscore A-U-K-E-N. Make sure you go subscribe to the MVP podcast. You know you can find me on Instagram at 1-2-combo. That's O N E. M B O Intro music by Luca Beats Let's get into it Luca, don't do it too long Van Auken, host of the MVP podcast. Welcome to Combo's Court, man.
1: It feels fantastic. It's been a while since I've been on your show.
0: You know, it's crazy. I mean, you've been on my show a lot. My listeners know you well. uh, But I don't think we officially recorded for Combo's Court ever, right? We usually take your episode and put it on my feed.
1: Oh, that may be the case. I I think that maybe one time when it was over the pandemic. I remember I was recording in a basement and it was on... Um I forget what platform you use. I think that's I think that's the only time.
0: Okay. Okay. What's new with you, man? How's how's the workouts going? What you been working It's with- going good,
1: combo. I'm like 188, 190-ish now. So every day, you know, just power lifting, uh, doing a lot of heavy weight, less reps, building it up. And then yesterday I hooped, but my arms were dead. I, it was
0: really poor performance. You're one of those guys looking for cardio fouling everybody?
1: Yeah, yeah. I was like, I I, I try to get my cardio in and the hoop at least once or twice a week. But yesterday was uh, it was kind of rough. I'm not gonna lie. It was not my best performance. So I like to put that behind me.
0: Yeah, I've been working out with kettlebells for so long. And I just got back in the gym. So I've been working on some more traditional lifts. You know, it's been good. You know, it's been good. It's been fun.
1: Yeah, I really enjoy it. I like it more because there's like certain goals I'm trying to reach. And so it's like there's always something more to do, no matter how well I think I'm doing. It's like, oh, I could do more later. Oh, I could do this. So I have like a physique that I'm trying to get to. And so then once I get there, I feel like it's still not going to be enough.
0: It's like that when probably with the podcast, you get the podcast to a certain level. You thought you wanted to get to it, and then you want to get even better. It's like that. Yeah. It, right. There's always a new yeah. post.
1: Yeah, I'm trying to get to, like, Captain America physique. If I can get the Captain America physique, then I'll be pretty happy with life.
0: <laughs> Speaking of Captain America, what'd you make of the Marvel game? The the new uh, Avengers game? No, the NBA Marvel game.
1: Ah, i about to say, because I haven't been playing any games anyway, but I liked it. I mean, of course, I'm, there's a part of me that's like, okay, come on now. But then another part of me is just, like, as a fan of just the production and, like, Marvel and NBA, I liked it. I just think they could have done it even a little better. Like, of course, I liked it because it's Marvel, but I don't know. I, I felt like it could have been even a notch above that it wasn't. If that makes sense.
0: What were you assuming it would be when it was when it when you heard about it? Like, because I had no idea like what it was going to happen. And then they had hero points, and it kind of looked like a video game a little bit. It was interesting. Yeah.
1: I think they could have made it more realistic. I think it was a little too cartoonish because then when you take that cartoonish level, it looks a little kiddish, but the hero. But that's
0: the point, right? They're trying to get it to a different audience, to a younger audience, right? Like that's kind of. Yeah. No, yeah, you're right. So on that, on that
1: perspective, it probably did the job, but I also, the hero points confused me a little bit. Um, but I liked it. I like I think it's always fun when you can combine worlds combo. I like when you do that, because then you have the opportunity to bring people who normally wouldn't tune in. Like my dad's a huge Marvel fan. So when he's watching the game, he's like, oh, that's pretty cool because he knows Iron Man. He knows this. He knows this. So I always think it's a great idea when you do stuff like that.
0: I think it's great to try to do things. I mean,
1: yeah. Th- and what, what's the worst that happens? You, you get people who don't like it, but that happens regardless. Even if it's amazing, you're going to get people who don't <laughs> like it.
0: For sure. Let's shift to uh, the Paul Brothers, Bayweather. What do you make of the whole situation? I rewatched their altercation today on my iPhone. It was mm-hmm. pretty interesting. Um, it feels more WWE than boxing, right?
1: Yeah, honestly, Combo, somebody <laughs> that is not even in the same stratosphere, not even in the same sentence, somehow has the platform to disrespect a legend. And it's... Yeah. It's something that's just, it's kind of cringy to watch. Like, it's cringeworthy. It's like, you have to, there's like two ways to look at it. You have the purists, the boxing purists, who are like, oh, this is a disgrace. Like, this is awful. you like, that point of view of, you're having a YouTuber disrespect, arguably the greatest boxer of all time, which many consider is the greatest boxer of all time and Floyd, at least the greatest defensive boxer of all time. And you're allowing a YouTuber to take his hat, to disrespect him. And it's like, why are we even doing this? It's bad for boxing. Then you have the entertainment perspective of it. Like you said, the WWE type thing where I just want to watch an interesting an interesting spectacle. Something that's entertaining. Uh, Jake Paul versus Ben Askren. And so you get those people who are like, oh, I'm going to watch this because I want to see Jake Paul or Logan Paul get knocked out. So from an entertainment perspective... Even though you may not like it, you may not like the Paul brothers, you're going to end up watching it because you either want to see them lose or you're just interested in, wow, now Floyd's really pissed off. Let's see how pissed he really is. So it depends on what side of the fence
0: you fall on. So let's really break down the altercation. Let's really break it down. Uh, I think it was staged because I think there was a chance they put them in the same area for something to happen. I would say, though, that there's no way that, Mather, that Mayweather would agree to get his hat taken off like that. I don't believe that was staged because I don't think Mayweather would want that to happen on TV or wherever, even if it wasn't filmed.
1: Yeah, I think it's controlled chaos. Like you said, I think there's, a, there's definitely um, something that was formed or planned to have them in the same vicinity, but yeah. they didn't plan for it to go like that. But what is corny to me, that like I don't want to say, oh, it's staged because I don't know that for certain, but what was weird to me they're taking the greatest boxer of all time who is always cool, calm and composed, no matter the circumstance or stage. But for some reason, in this instance, someone who doesn't pose a threat, he loses his cool and he, he's angrier than he's ever looked. That to me is like, okay, come on now. Because we've seen Floyd be in shoving matches. It, him and Conor McGregor have had worse situations. Conor even touched his head, like for crying out loud, and rubbed his bald head and made fun of his bald head. Like, and he didn't lose his cool like that. I just think from Floyd's perspective, the whole purpose of this is to make money. He's not gaining any legacy points. It's all for money. So how can you sell a fight where everyone knows you're going to win? You have to show emotion that you've never showed and how pissed off you really are. That's the only way you're going to have us, you and I, on Combos Court talking about it.
0: Yeah, but I think, Max, if you had a hat on and even if you had something staged for your big fight and somebody just sometimes when it's like out of the spur of the moment, even if you are cool, like Max, I look at you as a cool, composed guy. Somebody just snubs your hat real quick. Man, that that can really piss you off, man. Like, yeah. You know, like like because it might have been unexpected. Like, oh, maybe we knew something was gonna happen with this, or maybe it wasn't even staged. But that quick, you know, that can really make you mad. And also. I th- would think that Floyd would have the reaction speed. On the other hand, to get out the way on that, right? He's-
1: yeah, he's the- exactly. He's literally has the best reaction time out of any boxer. Like it is almost, it's like almost impossible, right. nearly impossible to hit him. So to have a somebody just grab your hat and yell, "I got your hat! I got your hat!" Like it just was so corny to me, but. To your point, you don't know how someone reacts in the heat of a moment, as far as like disrespect and yeah. um and be embarrassing somebody. So you're right; it may be a natural. That's why I don't want to say it's staged, but I think what you said is probably spot on as far as it was planned to have them where they go face to face. It just probably went; it took a different direction than they planned for.
0: It's a collaboration between yeah, which makes yeah for a beautiful absolutely and absolutely. it shows to Mayweather man like make your money, you know, make your money. Yeah. And it's
1: easy and it's easy money. It really is easy money. And so if you watch Floyd, his last exhibition fight was in Japan and it was against a kickboxer, an elite kickboxer, but
0: he told, hey, I wanted to ask you about that actually, because you always say that Mayweather is totally prepared, right. For the fight. Yeah. That was actually one fight. He didn't look in great shape, right? Like he wasn't in Mayweather, Mayweather shape, right?
1: No. Yeah. He was not in Mayweather shape. And that's the thing. Yeah. But he what he did was he boxed a kickboxer and told the kickboxer, you can't kick. So of course he doesn't yeah. have to be in Floyd Mayweather shape because you're taking you're, it's like having a a shooting contest with the dunk with the dunker. Like they, that's not their thing. You're not gonna have the best dunker that you know going to three-point contest. So of course he know he knew he was going to win that fight. So Floyd with this one, the Paul brothers have a way bigger following than that exhibition match. So it's easy money for him. They're topical. They're relevant. When I covered the UFC event in Jacksonville, combo throughout the whole event, they would just randomly scream "F Jake Paul" because he was in attendance. So, they, like, obviously, the fights were. It was such an entertaining night. But he is that hated, and he's, he's, that big that, of, he's
0: Yeah, he's playing that villain real well.
1: He's having Daniel Cormier, who's one of the greatest MMA fighters of all time, coming up to him and arguing with him. He's having Floyd in an altercation with him. So Floyd looks at it as, Oh, I'm a marketer. I'm a businessman. This guy's doing the most business and it's easy money. And, but the only thing is the brothers are different. The brothers are different. Logan is a legitimate athlete. Like Logan has a wrestling background. He's obviously much bigger than Floyd. He there's a video of him fighting Paul Acosta, which is a UFC fighter in training. And he actually did pretty good. He got knocked out, but he held his own. Like he, he, he's a legitimate athlete. Jake Paul is more fundamentally sound with boxing. Jake Paul is the far superior boxer out of the brothers, but either way, Logan's way bigger than Floyd.
0: So Mayweather is fighting Logan. There's no chance. Logan could even get a hit off in this fight, right?
1: No. Uh, but the, the only thing that's, this is what makes the boxing and like UFC, the fight game so interesting. Like if <clears throat> you and I played one-on-one we'll go to 11 or 16 or 12, whatever you go to, you have to finish that game. Whether you eleven zero skunk me, or whether it's close, either way, we're going to 11. But with the fight game, literally, it can end at any second. Like it can, like one punch can end it. There's no time limit on how far. You don't have to play four quarters. You don't have to go to the decision. So it can end on any second. That's what makes it interesting because someone who has zero percent chance, or let's give him one percent chance in Logan, he could technically get lucky and clip Floyd, and then that could be the end of it. So that there's always that on the back of the head because the fight game, anything can happen. But that's not going to happen. You're, you're talking about. Floyd, who just understands how to fight and how to win. And that's just what he does.
0: And it would be similar with Jake, right?
1: Yeah, it it would be the same thing. Like I said, Jake has way – when you watch um, Logan box KSI when they had their YouTube belt, um, Logan is obviously – he's a bigger athlete than Jake. They're both pretty big. Um, But he's not as fundamentally sound whatsoever. Like Jake actually has some fundamental boxing skills. Like you could see um, he really – to not only takes it seriously, but he has a foundation. Like when he fought Ben Aspen, everyone's like, Oh, it's a UFC fighter. Ben Aspen right. was never known for striking whatsoever. And Jake Paul obviously has been sharpening his uh, his craft and honing in on his craft. And he does have uh, a background with boxing, but either way it's
0: Floyd Mayweather. This is gonna be interesting. What goes- I'm gonna watch. I'm definitely yeah, gonna- I, I, so what are the chances? I mean Mayweather's never been a knockout artist, but we want to see a knockout by Floyd, right? I mean
1: yeah, I think he'll probably Are, are we just gonna,
0: gonna see are we just gonna see him in his defensive mode, like just moving around, not letting Logan hit him? What do you think? I
1: think it's gonna- going to be I think it's gonna be like what we saw with Connor in a weird way. Um uh, but But probably- Connor is
0: Connor is a way better fighter than these. I mean, it's not even in no. the same ballpark as the no, as no. the
1: right, but I think we're gonna see low. uh we're gonna see Floyd kind of take the first two or three rounds just to show Logan there's nothing you can do that you that you're gonna hurt me, you're not going to touch me. You could throw as heavy as you want. He'll probably even put his back against the ropes and let uh, Logan just try to throw as hard as he can, and it's not going to do anything. And then after, towards like that four or five rounds, um, he'll probably just knock him out.
0: Let's shift to J Cole. Man signed to play basketball in Africa. What do you make of that combo? I think it's interesting. Actually, a while back, I would say it's four or five years ago. I hooped against J Cole in an open run. The guy could play. What? Yeah, yeah. At Chelsea Piers. Uh, Shouts to all. He hoop, right? Yeah, he could hoop. And the thing is, I mean, he probably got better. Like, he was training really hard uh, to get to an even different level. I know he was training with Brickley. But, you know, there's levels to basketball. So it, it'll be interesting. I don't even know what that BAL league – I don't know what the level of that league is because we've never seen it before. It'd be interesting. Like, I would love to watch a game. Like, I love watching international basketball. I would love to see a game. Even if it's not a J. Cole game, I'm kind of interested in what will be of that league. He's the
1: first artist to be on Slam Magazine also, I believe. Oh, really? Yeah, he'll be the first to ever do that. He's, as far as artists, every time I talk to you about playing basketball, I always find out you played against somebody. Um, As far as artists, do you think he's the best artist when it comes to uh, playing basketball?
0: So here's what I noticed about him when I played against him uh, in that run. He seems like a guy that would be really cool to play with. Like, he, Mm. he... to a system he could play he's not trying to do too much i mean there are guys that are more talented than him that are artists like chris brown is a is a crazy athlete you know he's probably more talented than j cole but i mean if i was playing basketball i'd probably rather play with j cole if that makes sense you know
1: how about this you know when they did the two-on-two two and it was uh what little baby and jack Harlow versus two chains and uh i mixed up the yeah there and Quavo. Is j cole better than all of them
0: I think it's close between Quavo. Quavo, in terms of skill, but J Cole is a better athlete. I would say J Cole is a better player than Quavo. Yeah, if um, I never played on the same court as Quavo, so all I saw was videos. Before and I see J Cole is like a solid. You know, he's a solid athlete. Like he, he has an athletic baseline that's higher than Quavo. And people were going at little baby, like little baby. N- never played basketball at a high level like why would you go at him like that on twitter like it doesn't even make sense to me and two chains was actually two chains to me is better than quavo like two chains played in college you know like that guy was a real ball player he's just not in shape right now
1: yeah and he was injured and he he that's was how, actually
0: yeah that's how i would break down all these guys games for my limited knowledge i never played with two chains but i know he played in college and i seen clips of him like he was a real ball player there's levels to this you know like, Yeah. Two change was the best player on that court, even though it might have not seemed like it that day. Like he, yeah, no, he, he's absolutely. the best basketball player out of all those guys. I mean, he was a basketball player. There, there's levels to basketball. Like that, that's the thing.
1: Absolutely. And I wonder what J. Cole's like goal is. Like what's his motive? What's I mean, his, there's
0: I mean, I think he has the same goal as anybody who just wants to pursue their dream to, you know, to be a professional basketball player. And a lot of guys don't have that NBA opportunity but they have opportunities overseas. Obviously, J. Cole's route is different because he probably leveraged some of his fame to get this opportunity. He might not get it if if he wasn't the rap artist that he is or the music artist that he is. But I'm sure there is a real passion to play the game. He loves the game, I'm sure. But it could be a rollout for an album as well. It's probably a combination. It's probably a rollout for his album as well. It's probably a combination of both, wouldn't you think?
1: Yeah, and which drops to 14. So you're probably right. He's just real topical. He's about like six four too, isn't he? Or am I crazy?
0: He might be like six three, six four. You know.
1: Yeah. So he's got a little size on him too. I'm rooting for him. I remember. Uh, do you remember the dunk contest where he like, it, like it rolled to him and he tried dunking just with no stretch or anything. He was pretty close.
0: Yeah, I mean, look, this guy played organized basketball. He played in high school. I think he walked on at St. John's for a little bit. You know, yeah, the music career so shouts to him, man. Shouts to him. Um, there's levels to basketball though. So it, it's like, there's pro good. And then there's like good for, you know, for the regular population. It's, it, there's a lot of levels to this, you know? It's absolutely.
1: Just, yeah, absolutely. When you have, when you ask if, are you a
0: good player? It's, it, it's a, it's lo- a it's a loaded question.
1: It is because when, what, what, what standards, who am I, who are you comparing right. me to? Like if you ask me, am I a good player? I'm not an NBA player. So if you're, So if you're asking on that scale, then no, I'm not a good player. But if you're asking me as far as just, like you said, go to general population, you go to LA fitness, good. There's just levels to it.
0: Yeah. And I think there are people out there that think that let's say they go to LA fitness, right. And there's a, there's a professional guy that's not in the NBA, right. But he's a pro, you know, he, maybe he plays high level overseas. They think, Oh, he's not in the NBA. I'm not in the NBA. We're in the same level. There's so many levels to it that it's like, you know, there's so much nuance to it. That doesn't mean you're at the same level as this guy because he's not in the NBA. and You're not in the NBA.
1: Let me ask you this combo. I know it's, it's weird having the guest cap on. So let me ask you a quick question. Would you say once you recover fully from your surgery, yeah. um, you're back to playing, would you say that you may not be at your physical prime, but you're at your basketball IQ prime? So when you play, you just understand the game at another level that you may not have had before.
0: I think I've been like that for a while now after just playing all those years. So I don't think my IQ is going to get that much better than it was before the surgery. Uh, but hopefully I can get back to my athletic prime, not only for basketball, because I like doing athletic stuff. Like I want to be able to run hills and, you know, work out with my kettlebells and do all co- like I want to work on some different things like jumping on boxes. And I, I mean, I've done that stuff before, but I just maybe, you know, do some MMA with you. You know, I want- Tombo, you would
1: be really good at
0: that to be honest with you because you're long you're
1: you're long you're lanky you're very mobile you're athletic and you're a get it guy like you're very you pick up on things very fast so i i I could definitely see you doing that i I think it'd be it'd probably be really good for you actually if you uh even just get into boxing you don't have to go full out and do a whole ufc mma type thing you don't have to get into jiu-jitsu or muay thai but just hitting the bag it's a great cardio workout
0: Yeah, I think everybody wants to do MMA once they get punched, until they get punched really hard in the face. And then you really could tell if it's for you or not, right? That's like what you do.
1: Absolutely. I loved it when I was young. (laughs) I absolutely loved it. And that's all I did. I was way better at that than basketball. And I competed and everything. But then once I kind of started playing basketball, I'm like, I'm not getting hit in the face anymore. This is just way better. And so I just fell in love with basketball.
0: Yeah, basketball is the best sport. Joe Rogan talks about this all the time. He feels that guys who like really trained in fighting and are fighters are like the nicest people.
1: They are, and it's really weird.
0: Yeah, what do you feel the reasoning is for that?
1: I think you've just been humbled. Like, of course, in any sport or any field, you're going to come across people who aren't that way and that are mean or just not good people. But for the most part, a lot of the fighters I've interviewed, a lot of the fighters that I know, they're just they're, – they're humble. And I think it's because once you get hit in the face or you think you're this big, bad guy, but then you go into the gym and that day somebody – taps you out somebody chokes you out someday you may get rocked you may get other sports you're not getting hit in the face so I think there's a, like a component of you have to be humble because you understand like you've been put in your place in a way and so like uh, one day you may be really great like play basketball you play pickup man I couldn't miss you go to the gym and you're just tapping everybody out when you're rolling but there's just a certain level there's like a next level to it when it comes to training and because you're at you're physically getting beat like you're not just losing, like you've been beaten. And I think that
0: humbles you. Yeah. I think, you know, in basketball, you could go to the gym, right? And I think basketball causes delusion in a lot of people. Like I think almost everybody is not as good as they think they are, but I don't think it could be that way in MMA. Cause you could go to the gym and lose every game and you could make excuses that, Oh, my team. But I remember all these shots I made. I made this one mm-hmm. shot and maybe forget about all the shots you missed, but In MMA, if you're not having a good day, you're knocked out. There's no denying or you tap out. There's no denying of what just happened. You can't just remember the good shots you had or, you know, basketball, basketball causes a sense of delusion, especially in pickup basketball that MMA just can't.
1: I remember I was training. Granted, I was younger and combo. I never lost. So I was like, I was, I was actually kind of cocky. I'm not going to lie to you. So I was getting cocky. (laughs) I, I, I had a big head. I'm like, man, I'm just, I'm unstoppable. And there was this kid. Um, so I was like about 13, he was probably about 16 and I used to, Oh, I only used to only train with adults combo, like older guys. And so this way it just always made me better. Like just grown men when I was a kid, but he came in and I'm like, okay, yeah, I'll, I'll spar with him. So we're going and he beat the crap out of me, like absolutely in training, like just whooped me. And I, he was like all oh, this kids from juvie or something like that. I'm like, okay, yeah, it'd be cool. Cause he's trying to just MMA gets a lot of people back on track. So I'm like, yeah, I'll spar with him. And I'm talking about you just absolutely whooped me. Like it, I was hurt. Like it, leaving that gym, I was embarrassed, and it just so, completely humbled me.
0: Like completely humbled me. How long did it take for you to recover? From I'm talking about physically, not even mentally.
1: Um, I mean, well, when you spar correctly, it, it, it's nothing crazy. i no one's getting knocked out. You shouldn't be getting knocked out in training or anything like that. But I mean. do you you,
0: you feel do you feel younger people understand that though because that's there's
1: a lot lot of people who don't understand that right
0: especially especially as a kid like it's kind of hard to you know as a pro you know you're going through the motions you know what to work on but when somebody's 16 like that's kind of yeah to understand you know
1: yeah because you have egos chip on his shoulder so we went really rough but i mean obviously you have coaching and you have staff there that's not going to let it get to that extent but there's certain people that spar a lot harder than someone that you're trying to actually spar with. Like some people don't know how to hold it back. And so what would happen is you get someone who spars really hard and you get another guy who's competitive. So then it's like, oh, you're going to hit me this hard. I'm going to hit you even harder. And so it just escalates to a point where people get hurt. So you have to know how to maintain that where you're still improving and you can still hit each other, but there's a level of, okay, let's just be a little cautious that we don't hurt each other. But him and I, like I said, I was already a little bit cocky. I had a little bit of a chip on my shoulder because I thought I was just, all that and then you have a kid who's um he he was very talented but he had a real big chip on his shoulder so we went at it and he like I said he was about three years older than me but I was like that doesn't matter I used to do that all the time and he just completely he went hard so then I went hard and he was bigger he was stronger he was faster than I was and just beat the crap out of me
0: that's tough Max that's tough it was
1: it was tough I took it on the chin though like a champ
0: combo I went back the next day and now you're talking about it on combo score but you know yeah he
1: probably has no idea who
0: I am now it's been a while He'll find out one day, Max. He'll find out. I hope not. I don't want a round two. <laughs> <laughs> no, it'll just be like, hey, that's the guy. You know, I see him on, you know, whatever. It's a great
1: combo. I've never, I never lost in any of my jiu-jitsu tournaments, any of my wrestling tournaments, any of my Muay Thai tournaments. Uh, never lost when I actually competed. But in training, I took a bunch of L's.
0: This is random. Bloodsport is one of my favorite movies. You know, I've never seen that. Well, you're, you're a van. So that means you should be watching all the Jean-Claude Van Damme movies. You're a Van yourself. You're a Van Aulken. What are you doing, Max? Get it together, man. You, gotta, yeah. uh, you, ha- you have to watch Bloodsport. All right. I wanted to shift back to basketball before we get out of here. Uh, okay. a, friend of mine, a friend of mine called me, and he's like, Adam Silver has to change this load management thing. Like, he has to change it. And, and my response to him was like, I don't think it's all on Adam Silver, first of all. I think there's a lot that goes into uh, decisions that are made in, in the NBA. Like, how can somebody fix load management? Because even if you don't say it's load management, anybody could say, you know, it's a hamstring if they want to rest. It's a calf strain if they want to rest. I think it's kind of a hard thing to fix. And, you know, actually, load management does actually improve play. Like, it allows you to ramp up after resting. Uh, I think it actually could improve a player's, you know, level of play. And I'm not saying anybody's lying about their hamstring strains or their calf strains, but it's just a hard thing to, you know – you can't tell somebody that they don't have a hamstring strain or something to that effect. So how could load management actually be fixed? You ever thought about that?
1: Um, I have. I think the reason that's a good question, because the reason why I think it got so extreme is that we judge these players based on what they do in the postseason and championships. Oh, he doesn't have a ring or how many rings does he have? And we remember Greg Popovich was really the first to do it in San Antonio.
0: I told told my friend that. I said, it's not Adam Silver. It's Popovich. Yeah.
1: Yeah, it's really Popovich did it. And then when you get a star like LeBron, it became a big thing. But I think it's because we judge them so heavily and we critique them so heavily on the postseason. It's like, okay, if you're going to judge me on what I do postseason, why would I make my body go through that?
0: Right. And we have to add in. Popovich, LeBron, and we have to add in Kawhi Leonard to load management history.
1: Kawhi took it to another level. Yeah, yeah. that's like, what I'm saying. Like, the, I yeah, think these Popovich are started.
0: LeBron, and then, yeah, Kawhi was like, those are like the three main guys in load management history.
1: Yeah, yeah. And because yeah. when Pop, Popovich started it, LeBron was like the, the, the face of the league. So when he did it, it was a huge issue. And then yeah. Kawhi took it to another level. And so then when Kawhi and they, won a cha- rest-
0: and they won a championship, and whenever a team wins a championship, it becomes a wave. But you know? I think
1: it came back and haunted him when he was with the Clippers because he tried yes. doing the same thing, but you needed chemistry and they were trying to form a culture. Toronto already had a little bit of a culture.
0: Everything has everything needs balance. You do too much of one thing, it'll sway in the wrong direction. That's everything in life, you know.
1: But to answer your question, I think the way to fix it would just be making the regular season matter more. And I think that's part of the reason why the playing tournament, like I know Perkins loves the playing tournament, and I think it's because it adds like that Knicks Lakers game last night was incredible. And I think it was. The, we don't see that unless there's a playing tournament. And so I think it's like small adjustments to the regular season like that is their goal to kind of stop that. But it, it doesn't. You're never really like you said, you're never really going to fully stop it because if you're not feeling well, I can't tell you combo. No, your calf doesn't not hurt. Like I can't exactly. tell you that. So I guess it's exactly to to a, a fine. Like you're going to have to
0: just find the play. Yeah, my friend said. If you have a calf strain, that means you have to sit out two months or a month. I'm like, bro, what if somebody really has a calf or a hamstring strain and then they're sitting out for two months for no reason? Like, that doesn't, that won't work. You know? Didn't you,
1: Combo, wasn't this your theory that, or maybe, I don't know, if you don't, we have so many basketball conversations. If you don't play, you don't get paid for that game.
0: No, that wasn't my theory.
1: Well, okay. Well, I heard somebody say if you don't play that game, you just don't get paid for that game.
0: Yeah, well, what if somebody has a legitimate injury? That's not fair, in my opinion.
1: It's not. So that's what you're saying. So it's kind of like, like you. It's hard. It's, it, it,
0: I don't think there's a real answer to this. Like, like. Well, NFL. It's the culture, though, because NFL they play through
1: injuries. The NFL they do all the
0: time. And and the, th- and the crazy thing about that is a lot of those contracts aren't guaranteed. So
1: that, that's why they do. That's why I mean that.
0: That's why a lot of athletes who could probably play either sport professionally will pick basketball. It's just yeah, it's the better way to go.
1: The yeah, NFL you don't have guaranteed contracts so if I don't play it's not guaranteed I'm gonna still have my job and so I think the NBA you obviously you have guaranteed contracts and I'm not all for taking people's money away I just feel like unless there was a real consequence as far as taking away your pay for that game or
0: but how um, do, that's the thing how do we know it's load management when somebody says it's the hamstring like there's no way to know so now somebody really does have a hamstring issue and you're taking away their money that's kind of a ridiculous in my opinion
1: it is. And then what if they, okay, well, I don't want to lose money. You play. And, and then you then hurt yourself hard. even
0: worse. Yeah.
1: So, and then now you're not getting that player for a couple months now, which was instead just a couple days. So I don't think there's a real solution because like you said, you can't truly evaluate somebody and tell them how their body feels. I just think what you have to do is just somehow find more value in the regular season games. How can we keep making these games more important? So it gives them incentive to play.
0: Yeah. That makes sense. That We're makes maybe sense.
1: limiting the regular season a little bit more, so each game matters more. And Then you add the play. You mean le- the- you mean less regular season games? Yeah, and so then less regular. You're you're, season-
0: you're you're a historian. That just changes all the stats and all the records from here on out, right?
1: Yeah, it's- but everything we do, the stats we are change. different. I mean, they didn't have a three point shot. I mean, look That's how true. many three people are taking now. So it's when, whenever whenever we compare the all time greats, the, even ten years from now, the game was different. Like last yeah. night's game is an anomaly. You had they barely over hundred points. Like now you look at games, it's 120, 130 points. Of course, more points are going to be scored. So then it's like, do you, how do you kind of measure that against an all time great who didn't play in this era where there's so many points scored. So I just think of, it's always going to be hard to compare eras because the game's always changing. So what can you do to benefit today's era? If you limit the regular season, that's less wear and tear on the players. It adds more sense of urgency and more value on the regular season games. You include the play in tournament, which I'm not a, I'm not uh, I'm not like against the play in tournament. I just don't think the seventh seed needs to be included. Pierre and I talked about that. It should be nine and ten. And then they play the win, the winner plays the eighth seed. So you add if you limit the regular season, you add the play-in tournament, then there's plenty of reason and or incentive to play more.
0: Yeah, shouts to P, man. Shouts to P. I see you guys always doing your thing on IG Live that's people.
1: you man you guys are the friday night lights and
0: taking over yeah the world. man yeah yeah shout to everybody who tunes into friday night lights we appreciate you bring your lights bring your lights on fridays max thank- thanks so much for joining in on the show what What? what you're working out today or what
1: yeah no. i got a podcast to record at 12 and then okay. i have um, another one at four or four or six for, are six.
0: those both for your podcast or you're on somebody else one,
1: one's for mine and then i'm on somebody else's i believe at six and then i work i'll work out at night
0: Okay. Sounds like a plan. Uh, Max, where can we find you? Social media?
1: Instagram, Twitter, Max Van Auken. That's V-A-N space A-U-K-E-N. And that's where I post everything. My YouTube is my name. My podcast is my name. Anywhere you can get podcasts. So I try to make it as simple as possible combo. I just have a complicated last name. So I just always spell it out.
0: Yeah, and uh, I got some homework for you. Watch Bloodsport, man. Watch Bloodsport. You're going to... I'm
1: going to check it out. I'm going to check it out. Because while I edit, I normally put a movie on when I, I'm editing more. So when I edit... Oh, really?
0: These, I... That's an interesting idea. Yeah. Multitasking.
1: Oh, yeah. I, I like having something in the background. So it's not just dead air.
0: Yeah. They say your generation multitasks way better than the generation before you.
1: That makes sense. The only thing is I try to... It's not my focus. It's just, okay, well, I'm like, every once in a while, you got to take a breather. I just kind of look over. And so I'll, I'll put that
0: That's on. True. That's true. Max, Combo, great-
1: I appreciate you coming on, man. I like being a guest on your show. It's
0: fun. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it, it's always to have on uh, the host hat or the guest hat, you know, we got to mix it up or just have a great conversation. Thanks for coming on, man. Really appreciate you. Yes, sir. We'll talk soon. Talk soon. There it is. Another episode of combos court. Thank you so much for tuning in and big shouts to Max for joining in on this episode. Go subscribe to the MVP podcast with Max van Aukin Combo Nation If you enjoy Combo's Court if you want to support Combo's Court check out the Combo's Court Patreon page you could join in as a Combo's Court patron there's two tiers and on one of those tiers you could get Combo's Court bonus content that's right extra episodes of Combo's Court podcast another way to support is share this episode share it on social media Share it with a friend. Tell a friend to tell a friend about Combo's Court Podcast. And of course, rate, review, and subscribe to the show. Be on the lookout for episode 267. Combo out.